Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Space Kraken Podcast. I'm on your host, Cody. I'm joined by my lovely, lovely friends here, Sweet Beef, and my other buddy, me. Zach. What's Hi up, guys? guys? How's it going? Hey, what's going on? So, this is exciting. This is our first ever episode, and we're going to talk about Mario, because we love it. Yes, Most we love it so much. I've always been a fan of Mario, personally. Dude, what about Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? I've never played one. Okay. They're okay. <laughs> Alright, listen. I, I have. For Wii. And I played the crap out of that game. It was awesome. I mean, it, it did its job, I, I which was it. to substitute Mario Party, I guess. <laughs> That's true. I, I'm a, I'm really bad about buying all the, the stupid Mario like sports games, except for, I say stupid, and the only one that wasn't stupid was Super Mario Strikers, the soccer game. My um, lord, dude, that game was amazing. Easy. Tennis was really good. I had tennis for the 64. And the baseball one has a place in this discussion as well. The baseball one? Yeah, the baseball one for the GameCube. Okay, yeah, I had that one too. <laughs> Not surprised. Oh, I remember good. that. There it, it was is. so yeah, good. It was really good. GameCube. <laughs> it even had like a weird story mode that was just surprisingly decent for what it was. I know. How did they do that? Do what you want. Mario might be the biggest sellout, but he makes decent games. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. let's be real. He's the biggest like, sellout. Period. Like eighty percent win rate, which is still solid in this uh, in this genre. <laughs> So, that being said, as much as we want to talk about Mario sports games for days on end, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the new 3D Mario. Well, better yet, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. <laughs> How do you guys feel about it? Uh, you know, it's it's mixed feelings. Uh, of course, I'm incredibly excited to see some of my favorite games being ported to the Switch, because that's the things that we complain about most, right? We want our favorite games being ported to the new console. Um, which is amazing, and they've made enough changes to it where I think it's been a positive note. But obviously, that uh, that release window date is is the point of contention here. Right, right, right. And so, if you guys don't know, and uh, this came out a few days ago, um, but the Super 3D Mario. Sorry, those names are just so difficult sometimes. They just throw Super and Mario around all willy nilly. But. Uh, <laughs> We got Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy all coming to the Switch. Not remakes, like we were all hoping, but ports for a whopping, I think it's 60 bucks, right, for the collection? Yeah, full price, 60 bucks. Yeah. And it's only for a limited time, which is an interesting decision. It's it's a decision. Real. Sunshine is the weakest in, in these three. Don't give me don't don't give me that. Those of you who can't see, I'm getting a dirty look. You're getting a very Super disgusting look from me. Two should have been in place for Sunshine. So, I'm not saying Sunshine Whoa. bad. Hey, Whoa. I like Sunshine. I 100 percented no. Sunshine. What you meant to okay. say is Galaxy Two should have been an addition to these three. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. But if, if it's like, hey, we gotta just do three. Gotta do three. I mean, it then... makes sense the three that they picked. They picked the flagship one from every uh you know console main console so i it makes sense i don't like it i mean galaxy is the only one that got a sequel everyone else were standalone games they came out with one main line story game mario Mm -hmm. game for every console except for galaxy and then they gave galaxy 2 even i don't even think they came out with one for the wii u I don't think there's a Mario game for the Wii U. That was a flagship Mario game for that console. No, I think my Mario 3D Land was that was that Wii U? Yeah, 3D Land was Wii U, which I wouldn't necessarily call it a flagship title for sure. Right. I wouldn't either. But that's just opinion. Yeah. So let's talk about while well, well, you're on that subject, let's talk about games we wanted to see on here. Because if you're gonna give us 3D All Stars, shouldn't we get all of them? In the same yeah. way that we had, you know, the SNES Mario All-Stars, which was amazing, by the way, and was yeah, an introduction it... into Mario. Um, but, I mean, I feel like we're missing Mario RPG on here. <clears throat> Legend of the Seven Stars, best game of all time. Whatever. And, you know, pa- Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Uh, Galaxy Paper 2. Mario's two-dimensional. Uh, but it's a 3D world. 
yeah, yeah. I know. Technically, I'm, the spiritual I'm being, successor I'm to Mario facetious. RPG, which still deserves its own sequel. We'll get on that later. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and like we said, we're missing out on Galaxy 2. And then some people are probably wondering, you know, where our 3D uh, world is as well. Our 3D land, right? Sorry. It's so confusing. Too recent. Just don't care about it. So. I mean, just kind of go back to what it's called, you know, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. The main point of the Mario games are to collect all the stars, so shouldn't they have all the games that are 3D? I guess if we're going <laughs> to go by that logic, uh, isn't Mario Sunshine sprites, not stars? So. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, we're defeating in, our own arguments mean, here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought, aren't they called star sprites? No, sun sprites, I think. Sun sprites, actually. Maybe even shine sprites, oh, who knows? Technically, the sun is a star. Shine sprites. Oh. Mm. We've come full nice. circle. All right, so it, it's all stars. <laughs> all right, I guess, you know what? This is the perfect product, and I have no complaints. Right, except for seven stars from Mario RPG Legends and seven stars, which are missing. Seven stars yes, are missing are from all stars. Sorely missing. <laughs> the real talk, all of them are great games. <laughs> Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the the three that they picked, I couldn't, I can't necessarily be angry with because they're all fantastic games in their own right. Right, 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 right. My, uh, I think the first game I played, like my my real first console was a sixty four, and I want to say Super Mario sixty four came with it. So I have a huge like brick layer of nostalgia covered in Mario sixty four. I just, I just remember playing with my dad, and, um. Jeff and I, Jeff is my dad. Jeff and I would be playing it, collecting stars, and just all the little secrets and stuff. It's just so crazy. You look into the the sunroof, and it's like, ah, there's a secret level. It's like, oh snap! So, I I personally think out of these three, I have a huge respect for Mario sixty four. So I kind of want to see it more love. I want some more love from Mario sixty four. I want it like, it's not hard to replace assets and make it D. Finger quotes. Yeah, I, I'm a little sad that we didn't get these in the Odyssey engine because Odyssey, if you guys haven't played it already, is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely so goodness. smooth. And I was really, yes. really hoping for 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy in the Odyssey engine. Like, that's what I thought this was going to be when they announced it. And I was like, man, that's exciting. 60 bucks makes sense. Yeah. Uh, heck, I would probably pay 60 bucks for just one of these games in the Odyssey engine, really. Um, then we just mm-hmm. got ports, which yeah. I'm not upset about because now I can play them on my Switch and that still makes me happy because I've been dying to play Sunshine and I'm not getting out of GameCube to play Sunshine as much as I love my GameCube. It's a, it's a pain to set up, you know? You know? Well, yeah, because the new TVs don't have the, oh, yeah. the, the red, white, yellow hookups properly, so it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. It's color-coded. How's that confusing? <laughs> there are different colors on the newer TVs. Are there? Yeah. Look at my TV. I can't. It's, Some it's TVs. Possible. Yeah. There's like green. Yeah. There's like a green. Uh, yeah. Like oh, those are. It's not just the red, cables. yellow, and white. Oh, there's a magenta G. one. Magenta. Um, <laughs> magenta. Yeah, I'm pretty magenta? sure there's one that's like a really magenta and blue. Really nice dogs. cyan. What? What? Is this but, TVs? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I just asked it. It said no. I didn't see those in the If they did either. bring it to the Odyssey engine, we'll say I hope they wouldn't force motion controls on the games. Because Absolutely those count with Odyssey. There is there's a part in Odyssey where it's like, we're gonna force you to use the motion controls to roll. And I was like, I am not about this. Oh, yeah. So I hope they wouldn't try and do that with if they were to remaster or remake them even. Um and I'm and- I've never played Super Mario uh, RPG. And I would love to see remake. I'm not saying a port. Nintendo, if you're listening, I am not saying a port. I want a remake or a sequel or both. Can we have both? Poor kind of bundle? Do a bundle? Limited kind of time, I'll buy it. So, yeah, no. And, and you know, for me, the, the biggest kind of weird thing I have with uh, them touching up the games a little bit, like the Mario 64 Sunshine Galaxy, uh, most of their games, the Mario games, the way they design them, is very small level design spaces that you access from a hub world. 
And from a gameplay design standpoint, that's a lot easier than, say, like an open world game like Skyrim that's been remastered. So, like like you said, the assets are not that hard to upgrade or to put into that engine. So that's that's where, for me, another kind of point of contention is. They absolutely have the capability. The Switch can run it. We know this. So, uh, you know, it's kind of weird for me. Right. And then them releasing that, and we're going to segue a little bit here, but... Let's talk about all the remakes that we've actually gotten over these like past couple of years uh, with like the Spyro trilogy, uh, Resident Evil, and uh, let's see. Oh, God. What Crash was Bandicoot at that. Yeah, Crash Bandicoot. My Lord, I am blanking so hard. Final Fantasy VII. That's what I'm trying to do. Oh, Which yeah, of course. Is, you know, and then most recently, the Tony Hawk's remake. Like, I feel like Mario, oh, not Mario, Nintendo probably should have like i guess read the room a little better on this because i mean all these remakes are selling like hotcakes like people are hungry for nostalgia nostalgia anew on top of that and i feel like nintendo really missed the just really missed the cue here because i mean i would have been all over if these were actual remakes like there's no way i wouldn't have bought them but now i'm not spending my money on it Nintendo essentially has a license to print money with their IPs. It just they, especially now that they have a flagship mobile console that you can take anywhere you want. Like right. it, it seems like a no-brainer to go, hey, let's take some of our most popular games from the past and just do them again. Right, and the Switch is easily one of like Nintendo's greatest decisions that they've ever made. I love my Switch. One of the best purchases I've made. It's portable, or you can play it at home, and it's great. Like me and my wife taking on road trips, and. It goes everywhere. Dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not sponsored. I wish. Oh, no, I love my Nintendo switch. bashing. I don't think we're going to get a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. We go from we hate you. We love you. We hate you. We love you. <laughs> it's a familial it's type of love. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so my, my, my issue is, what did it cost Nintendo to develop this Super Mario 3D All-Stars? Next to nothing because they're ports. Didn't develop the games. They, they they hired a guy, paid him for eight hours of work to develop a home screen where <laughs> you can select which game you're going to jump into. So you have like a, a hub screen. It's like, which Mario game are you going to play? And then it's an emulator from there. So <laughs> next to nothing in development for this. Next to nothing. Secret. It's all cloud streaming. They want to make money off this. Right. They won't. They, they could bomb and they still wouldn't lose money. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is it, it won't bomb. It, it's going to be a, a financial oh. success for them, I'm sure, because uh, that's just how these things go. Yeah. And there's nothing. So we have Crash, Bandicoot, and Spyro. Um, unfortunately, I have not played, but Spyro is on sale right now on Xbox. I'm looking at it. It's like oh, 20 it's bucks. Like, it's, it's a fantastic remake. I've, I've watched uh, my partner play it, and oh my goodness. First of all, it's actually really good to look at. Right. And the character models aren't just upscaled. They're fully, like fleshed out brand new models and they are actually really nice yeah oh yeah I've that it, that's 40 now. bucks right 40 bucks Eight. for what feels like a brand new game times three three brand new they games. rebuilt it from the ground up you yeah know? and uh and then they're charging 60 dollars and like let's be honest 20 bucks a pop for each of these is, is not bad a fair deal i, I mean right. th- if you could tell me that in the day i could get you know Mario 64 for 20 bucks, like when it was at its peak. I was like, that's actually a great deal. I'm not mad about that. Oh, yeah. Because you know how Nintendo is with their never reducing prices. I can I can understand that with the Switch because it costs them more money to create the cartridges, from my understanding. Right. Discs right. are super cheap, and that's why a lot of people want to them. They're easy to develop and to use. While these cartridges, um, Nintendo has always tried to be like, you will not rip us off and sell us on the internet for free or you know, put us on the internet for free. They don't like being emulated. That's why the GameCube had smaller discs. It was harder to rip the information off. Right. Not a lot of drives could rip the information. Uh, same thing with the cartridges. They're trying to not lose money. And I understand that. There's power behind you know, piracy. And I completely get that. As someone who may or may not have been guilty in the past of pirating <laughs> a song or two, are you saying you've um, sailed the the salty seas? Everett Bay? Yeah. What? Right. Never mind. Um, <laughs> but for an example, just going to give you an example of the power of piracy real quick. They didn't make a, and this is the name of a movie. Not trying, not trying to be not kid friendly here, but Kick Ass Two. 
Kick-Ass 2 was the most pirated movie of that year, and they lost so much money they can't make a third right. because of that. So that being said, Nintendo wanted to be careful with trying not to be uh, ripped off on the internet and you know upping their prices and stuff. I get that. That makes sense that they're trying to save as much money as they can. I get it. Totally get it. But at the same time, no development. You could sell you could sell this for twenty bucks and still make maybe even more money than you would have for sixty. Because me, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm gonna get it for sixty dollars. I'm looking right. at it, but I don't know. Especially since it's being limited. Right. You gotta hurry up and make that purchase or lose it forever. Which which that right there know. feeling of missing out is is one of the absolute worst market tactics there is, and it, oh, it bothers me so bad. And that's what exactly what this is. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I don't like the limited thing. There's a a hope that I have that they're gonna split it up after, and like the bundle is limited, and then we'll just get to buy each game as a port later. Because you know, and, and that would be smart in my opinion as well. Um, it would still be a little, mm, little rude on Nintendo's part, but at least the, the game would still be available, which is my biggest problem with it. Right. So, yeah, it's rough, but you know, I guess. That's what we have, and Nintendo is mysterious with their ways, always. They're just doing their own thing out there, man. <laughs> so, Even with the most recent remakes, I, I've heard nothing, like like the ones that we've, we've heard, uh, Final yeah. Fantasy, Resident Evil 2, and, um, and Tony Hawk. I've heard that these are some of the best, like they're better than the original, is yeah. what I've heard from some of these. Well, you're playing Tony Hawk right now. That? How's that going for you? I am playing Tony Hawk, and it's better than the original so what they did was they big talk um uh yes uh they basically so every tony hawk installment they added more tricks to increase your combos and stuff like that they put that in the game already so it's kind of like if you're playing tony hawk pro skater 4 with all the tricks and the combos that reverts into one and two graphics are beautiful uh they came out with a tony hawk hd remake uh a couple of years ago and they changed so much, you almost couldn't make, get the same combos that you're trying to do. Oh, yeah, they I made sure that. you could do the original combos in this new one. And at first, my first complaint was, what you originally did for Hours of Fun was, you'd beat the whole campaign, get all the stuff with one character, to the next character, and do it again. They took that out. You can pick any character that you want, but they put challenges into the game so you can still have that replay value. And they'd put in a multiplayer, which is a, a cycle of different game modes that you play with a bunch of people, uh, and it just switches maps every once in a while. My only complaint I have, well, I guess I have two complaints. There's only two secret characters, which I will not spoil for you here. You earn for free, you just play the game, you work for it, you get two free characters. Uh, very exciting stuff, especially uh, one by a famous actor. Again, no spoilers, oh, yeah. but no spoilers. it's exciting. Uh, my second complaint is there's an achievement where you play horse and you have to give 50 letters of of letters in horse. Mm -hmm. Cannot do that on multiplayer. It has to be local multiplayer only because you can't, even if you're in a party with your friend, Oof. you can't select the game modes that you play with your friend. Like you just have to go into the cycle, whoever's playing on multiplayer. It was super weird. I'm like, guys, why why don't you make it to where whatever local multiplayer is the same as online multiplayer? Right. I mean, I get you're trying to be like, oh, there's something for you here and something for you there. But then it's like, uh, we're in an online gaming yeah. world. I live well, in a household where the people don't play video games. I'm the only one. The current landscape of what we've got going on right now makes local multiplayer a little harder. But what if, what if, hear me out competitive tony hawks online would you play it they have a competitive and those guys are beasts i would not play it dude i've been watching i've never felt so bad at a game in my life i've been watching the recent like streamer wars for the top high score i think it's on like one of like the warehouse levels and my lord man they started it's a lot. Out, they started out with like three million and then they're like up in like the hundred millions for like the score now and i'm like what is happening <laughs> I've been keeping up it very loosely. On forty minutes at a time. It's awesome. So, um, anyways, uh, we can talk a little more about what we're playing a little later. But uh, we had some news come up this week that we have to cover. There's no way we can't cover it because, my lord, it might be the biggest thing to ever happen in games. 
And that is Microsoft has bought Bethesda and their parent company. Holy crap, boys. Zenimax, right? Zenimax. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, this is this is Zenimax. It's literally and I may I may be huge. wrong, but I am almost one hundred percent positive like this is the biggest acquisition in uh like video game history. Even bigger than like when Square and Enix combined to make Square Enix. So we have this massive how much money it was, but it was seven, a lot. Seven point five billion yeah, for the seven point five billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, folks. That's with a B. The big B billion. If I had that much money, I would pre order the next Xbox. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to the PlayStation in a second. We'll get to those we'll, yeah, we'll get in to a that. second because we got to yeah, talk we'll, about we'll that. that. But uh, but I think this can only help Microsoft. Uh, their their third party or their exclusive game is weak. We got PlayStation coming out with big hitters. We got Nintendo. Nintendo's known for their exclusives. Like anything Nintendo, you think Zelda, you think the Mario, Metroid, Metroid Prime Four. Hurry up, please. We need you. We definitely need it, and. Who, who do you, who's Microsoft have? You got Halo. Halo? There's a war. Forza. Oh, oh, my bad. I forgot Forza. That one slipped under my nose. Listen, if, if my brother hears this and we don't talk about Forza, he will be at my house. He will be like, why? Why you do this to me? <laughs> it's a fair point of contention because, I mean, they actually are really fantastic games. And they're gorgeous. Yeah, they've done really well. They oh, yeah. they always show off like really what the next console can do because they almost Absolutely. always have a have a Forza uh, release right. for them. And so, speaking of like first party games and stuff, like I've been saying this year that the console wars have officially ended. Um, that Microsoft is no longer trying to sell hardware; they're selling a, a service with the Game Pass, whereas PlayStation is selling their first party titles, and Nintendo is doing whatever Nintendo is doing. Because they just do what they've they always do. done that. And yeah. they've always been like, "You guys do your thing. I'm gonna make <laughs> toys out of cardboard." Exactly. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap! They did that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> but Microsoft buying Bethesda kind of puts a kink in my thinking a little bit because, and I believe that they're gonna do this if they make Elder Scrolls and Fallout and. Uh, Oh man, I just blinked. Anyways, um, but all these Wolfenstein, yes, Wolfenstein. Thank Doom. you. That's what I was trying to think about. Doom. That's right. Doom is Bethesda. Yeah, Doom. I never even. That's I'm looking at is Doom. That. Yeah. yeah, Doom as a console exclusive is going to be huge. Yeah. So the new Elder Scrolls is a console exclusive. Yeah, that's massive well, on its own. As a Xbox PC exclusive, let me rephrase that because we do remember yeah. that we have Game Pass for PC now. So. Yeah. Literally, the only people missing out are going to be PlayStation and Nintendo. However, Xbox and Nintendo has been playing very nice recently. They have been buddy buddy, so, and as we've seen with the uh, with the phones, with the most recent Game Pass update, cloud streaming legitimately actually is something that's viable and could possibly come to the Switch. Maybe correct. So at this point, this is really gonna uh, you know ostracize Sony because, and like we've talked about this, like you you have these video game conferences like E three where you have like your three platforms and then you have your four big game developers. Well, Microsoft just bought one of those four big game developers. <laughs> and so <laughs> like, that's what people get excited for. People look forward to Bethesda and what they have to announce. And we know like the new El- elder Scrolls is coming. And if that's going to be a Microsoft and Xbox exclusive, like, can you imagine the shakeup that's going to be in the gaming world? What it already is. I mean, with them buying it, but. And know, not to mention just, things. The peace of mind you get from uh, now knowing that these Bethesda games are going to be hopefully given the love and detail that they need to be those perfect games that they should be. Right. So with the next Fallout that we get, we're not so worried going, oh, is it going to be another Fallout 76? Because if it is, I'm definitely not bought in. <laughs> exactly. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of off-date April Fool's joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really excited because, I mean, Microsoft has been making fantastic moves. And, you know, this really, really excites me. And I hope they continue in this direction. They've become incredibly consumer friendly. And, um, 
you know, like I'm not, I'm not a big Sony versus Microsoft kind of person. Um, however, I was a little jaded about, you know, the Avengers game and Spider-Man only being on PlayStation. Uh, that one, that one didn't set well with me, but, um, you know, I think this is huge. Still technically own Spider-Man. They don't own Spider-Man. They don't own Spider-Man. That's the thing. Sony does not own Spider-Man. Sony owns the license. No, 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 no. They don't own the gaming license. They own movie license. They do not own the license to the oh, game. Oh, I forget that's a difference. Right. There's a difference there. So, you're in weird. Right. Mm. Anyway, I I can get heated about this. All right, we can. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 see, that's the thing that this weird. It's only Sony. Like, you know, we talk about Xbox and, and Nintendo playing nice. That's because both of them are all about the gamer. Like, right. Nintendo has only shown we care about you. We want you to have fun. We want you to enjoy yourself. Right. Well, the thing is... CEO like, of Xbox, same thing. He's like, we want you to like it. We want you to enjoy it. I've never... God like, I think... Uh, what was his name? Phil... Yeah, Phil Spencer. He... I think I've seen him outspoken and be like, oh, Nintendo came out with something really cool. I really like it. Right. Like, even... Um, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Sakurai for from Smash Bros. He even said uh, Banjo is coming to uh, Super Smash Bros. But the game is owned by Microsoft. Go play Banjo on Microsoft. I know that's weird, but go play it. It's fun. Right. Like it's so weird because they're about the gamer, you know. And I like I like that. Sony's the one who's like, we're going to be the last ones to flip on our crossplay switch. <laughs> we're not going to enable cross uh, progression for any of our games. Looking at you, Smite. You know, like. <laughs> Sony's the one who's like, we don't want to be part of this friendly thing. It's right. like, we are drone structures. We hate everybody, and well, we're going to be strict on everything. The problem is, is Sony has always had the ball in their court, because they have these first-party titles that I know that we all love. Um, you know, Bloodborne being, I believe, one of y'all's, like, absolute favorite games. Absolute and, favorite. Uh, oh, at least. oh, so good. And then, uh, you know, I... Adore God of War. The Last of Us and God of War. Last of yeah. Us. Right. And so in Spider Man recently. Right? Yeah. Iron Man. And so they've always had these insane first party exclusives, which once again I adore. And so and they've Demon always Demon Souls coming up that. looking at you. <laughs> Listen, I I'm PlayStation showcase that they showed. I mean, I was pumped. Except for the fact that they're all coming to PS4 and I have no reason to buy a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> oh is that real like so god of war everything is going to be ps4 not god of so? war uh but everything else that was like shown including hear me out the new horizon game is coming to ps4 and they didn't show that in the showcase they tweeted it after <laughs> and yeah i thought for sure that horizon was going to be the first actual like showcase of what a ps5 can do wrong that would have been my my dead ringer for it so unless that's they strange. have two separate teams like working on it that's a lot of extra work yeah i mean nintendo did it with uh twilight princess gamecube wii but mm. that's true oh, yeah however so it's not unheard of but it's not smart yeah it's a it's a very odd decision there's lots of odd decisions by sony uh including what i really want to talk about the freaking pre-order situation Holy crap. What a crap show. A mess. What a crap show. Oh my goodness. First off, oh, we... so I had a friend who brought up a good point. It's like, yeah, Sony kind of surprised you with the pre-orders, but uh Xbox told you the day that you're going to get screwed. <laughs> I mean, we should have known, man. Pre-orders are always a disaster. Uh, Sony is much worse than Microsoft this year as oh yeah they're no, not I, even I the agree. one to yeah. announce the pre-order they first off they could have put it in the show they didn't even put it in their showcase the entire showcase they didn't say a pre-order date and then we get a tweet from Jeff Keeley who's running the Summer Games Fest who's like hey pre-orders will probably start tomorrow and then we get a tweet a little bit later he's like actually some of them may start tonight and then like Walmart's like oh start tonight I'm gonna release ours and then the other retailers are like oh crap <laughs> We need to release ours. And everyone's like, oh my God, PlayStation pre-orders are up. <laughs> Which was such a disaster. It's just one of those things. You got to wonder. From Jeff. What's that? I was saying, why are we hearing this from Jeff? Right. Like, right. Of all people. Like, why is Jeff the one tweeting about this? 
Man, oh, PlayStation dropped the ball so oh, freaking hard. It, it's, it's just one of those things you, you would assume that they would know how many people are going to want to order their systems. So let's all get on the same timeline just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't get it. Freaking PlayStation out here jumping the gun. And then I they, yeah. was lucky enough to grab a Series S. And I'm pretty pumped about it. But at the same time... One X Series X, one S Series oh, S. Right? Like, the poor, poor parents this holiday season. What are they going to do? How many kids are going to get a One X or a One S? Exactly. I feel bad for the kids because they're going to be like, Mom, I, I, I'm screwed. I can't play with anybody. <laughs> Shout out to my boy who uh, called it the PlayStation 2 and went on from there. <laughs> right. Oh man! Luckily, luckily, everything will be cross-gen. But you know, some people are going to be like, "Oh, I have two Xbox One Xs. <laughs> what do I do with this other one?" <laughs> Sweetie, I found what you were looking for. <laughs> oh well, it's got an X in it. Ah, oh, it's the Series X. Well, this says Series One X. <laughs> I figured if it was one, it was better. Uh It up for $20 at a Goodwill. Grandma, that's the first Xbox. (laughs) Yeah, the Xbox One. And it's got a X on it. (laughs) Thanks, Grandma. (laughs) It's a thought that counts, boys. This holiday season. This holiday season. Regret. You want to get your yeah, son again? Yeah, the Goodwill was using that Xbox as a doorstop. <laughs> yeah. Got it for so cheap. Yeah, it red ringed like four years ago. <laughs> Kids these days will never know about the red ring. They will never understand the pain. Oh, right? I never understood the pain. I never had to go through that. I'm lucky. Oh, man. I put mine in a freezer. These days will never know how you have to blow into your cartridge. Now that I did. I did that all the time. Yeah, I still do your that. cartridge. I mean, not to play games. I still do that all the time. Cartridges all day. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Anyways, now that we had our theater moment, <laughs> you guys were here for that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so Microsoft's pre-order. Uh, I managed to get one. One of my friends managed to get one. Um, however, his uh, lady friend was not as lucky, even though she had hers in the cart before he had his in the cart. And we ordered from the Microsoft store. Um, now, other websites, like Amazon and Best Buy, didn't even launch when they were supposed to. So people are just sitting there waiting for these things to launch, even though it never happened, until like two or three hours later. Um, then we had places like GameStop, who tried to prevent what happened during the PlayStation uh, pre-order, which was their entire website crashing. And they made an online virtual queue for people to wait in. However, some people were waiting in that queue and were able to sign in on another device and jump ahead of themselves in the queue. <laughs> so <laughs> people lost out. It was, yeah, they were just sitting there waiting for, you know, literally nothing. And, uh, man, what a disaster. But, right. hey, at least we knew when it was happening. <laughs> I'm a staunch supporter of uh, just not pre-ordering. Uh, I, I always end up somehow screwed over whenever I end up participating in that particular uh, thought. Yeah, I honestly didn't expect to get one. I was just going to do it because it was fun. And then I got one. I was like, oh, hey. Like, oh, okay. This. Well, this is a surprise. <laughs> a surprise, but a welcome one. A surprise, to be sure. Did not get a pre-order. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna wait see make sure there's no uh, new factor on the first the first series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So uh, we'll. It's not you like know. the controllers are gonna ship with uh, you know broken thumbsticks and have some kind of drifting issue. <laughs> you know what? Ooh, are we? Are we? Are I we guess we can dag- give it to Sony. Daggers of people? I don't think they've had a launch issue with any of their consoles. That I remember. The only real problem I think I've had was that gigantic information crash where 
they uh, got hacked, which I lost my account from. So that's my Ooh. that's my personal vendetta against them. Had a lot of really fun games that I'll never get back, like the Patapon series, uh, Wild Arms, which if you've never played, is a really old JRPG, but it's actually pretty good. Dude, we getting Patapon too though. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, they're making Patapon too. Do you not know that? Well, there, there's, there's been three Patapons. What oh, do you mean? Wait, what? Okay. How you mean? All right, I lied. I thought <laughs> we were getting another intro to the Patapon series. I would absolutely adore that if we got a PlayStation Five version, but. Uh, one, this two, podcast was supposed to come out in 2007. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> hey, spell Patapon's a fantastic... It's P-A-T-A-P-O-N. Oh, okay, okay. I have a, hundreds of hours in that Patapon. game, my guy. Okay, alright, alright. I don't even know what this is. Oh, sorry, it's Patapon 2 Remastered. My be- I was right, it was Patapon 2. Ha! I'm so excited! What's this... <laughs> okay, hang on. When does it come out? When's it coming out? Let me look. I got you. I got you. Oh, it's out now. You're missing out on Patapon. <laughs> PS4? Yeah, PS4. Disconnect. Leave. Bye. <laughs> Hang on. How much is it? Let's find I'm out. Out. Probably 20 bucks. Uh, $15. <laughs> Patapon remastered. Just another shining example of a fantastic game remade at a decent price. Man, yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Hang on, look at it. It all comes full right. circle all right, right I'm, there. I'm gonna read this to you, Zach, because I just I just want you to think about this at night when you're going to sleep. Patapon. Oh god, no. Jesus. Hang on. Patapon is a rhythm based two D platformer. Action game marching to PlayStation Four with revitalized graphics with output in hear me out, ten eighty P and four K resolution. Bum bada bum 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 bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you know the nice words. <laughs> sure. All right, well, now we know. Beautiful. <laughs> Patapon's coming back, baby. Well, Patapon's coming back. We just didn't know. There Don't is. call it a comeback. It's been here for <laughs> quite a few years. That's right. All right, anyways. So, speaking of all these games. It wasn't even part of our outline. That just remakes, just, it, comes, it, just, it just comes full circle right there. <laughs> yeah, Look at that. We made it all the way in. All right. <laughs> so, going back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, well, actually, I want to ask you guys this question first. Um, with the new consoles, do you guys plan on getting them? And if so, which ones are you getting? Are you getting for the PlayStation? Are you getting discless or with disc? And if you're getting the Xbox, are you getting Series S or Series X? What interests you? Uh, me, personally, I'm a sucker for steel books. I like the collector's stuff. Uh, starting with Dark Souls 2, I've always got the collector's edition with the steelbook case and the statue. Um, always been my go-to. So, by default, I am going to get a disc drive. And I love DVDs. Who doesn't like a good DVD? Listen, you know, just watching watching some movies. But, um, I, I understand a lot of people are going digital. I'm so, I don't want the digital age to take over. I like, I like GameStop, so... I don't like them. I take that back. Like I like that concept. I can get every order bonuses. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just that's just me. I like the physical. I I, I remember it's part of me that just I remember getting the new game it had a manual in it, and you just sniff the crap out of the manual and just smells like a new book. Uh, it smells yes. good. Manual sniffing. So much manual sniffing. Uh, I think that's formaldehyde. <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to sniff that. <laughs> I'm smelling the fresh glue. Mm. It smells like cancer in 20 years. Yours were glued together. That's I think funny. I just had staples. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, my two cents on it, um, I don't really care so much about the, the DVD thing, uh, simply because you know I've got a PS4, I've got an Xbox One, I can play Blu-rays, DVDs as much as I want. Um, I'm a panty pincher, though, so I'm going to probably go with the cheaper console for that reason. Mm um that being said xbox is typically my go-to for all things gaming but uh with this one i think playstation honestly might have my uh my pick just because the the games that are going to be on playstation versus the games that are exclusive to the new xbox it's it's just not a contest for me right Uh, the new new god of war has everything i want because it's what it is and i need it and i gotta have it uh, with Xbox, I'm going to continue playing the same three games that I play on Xbox. You know, I'm going to play Smite over and over <laughs> and over and over. And uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, oh, man. I had a good It's my point. padding game between between games. It's like, yeah. ah, Cyberpunk. I'm going to play Smite until Cyberpunk comes up. Play Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, until God of War or uh, whatever. Whatever the next thing that comes comes out. It's just the, the padding between the buns. Plus, Zach, you have a PC. So, I mean, you get to um, experience a lot of that Game Pass stuff anyways on PC while you wait. So. It's pretty fantastic i i don't want to sound like a microsoft fanboy but i just cannot stress enough how much i've loved the game pass and everything that it's brought Mm -hmm. both to the xbox and the pc because getting to experience some of my favorite games that i would probably never get to play on pc is oh man destiny buttery oh it's so Mm. smooth so So smooth smooth. has no right being that smooth but it is i know yeah game pass is well, I mean, one of the greatest values in gaming out there, especially coming going forward where we got EA Play coming with Game Pass now. And you're getting Game Pass not just for your Xbox, but for your PC. So it's like, man, like you're getting a lot. <laughs> like a lot it's of a lot. lot of value. It really is. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, speaking of gaming, what are you guys playing right now? I know, Sweet Beef, you're talking about playing Tony Hawk's, but uh, is there anything else? Yeah. Anything else you guys are into deep? Zach and I, we've been playing a little bit of Borderlands 3, the new... Uh, I am going to mess this up saying it. I need to think about it before I say it. Was the Fuster Cluck DLC. Yes. Okay. Well, I tried to say that at school the other day, and I was like, oh. Yeah, no. Because if you're not thinking good about Christian it, neighborhood. it comes out not right. <laughs> nah. And that's fun. Krieg was my favorite character in Borderlands 2. So the fact that he gets a whole DLC, you know, that you get to just be in be in his mind and, and kind of see where he came from. I loved it. Uh, Zach, you also finished it, is that right? Yes, and and the humor is there, for sure. It, at least for me, it was everything I, I enjoy about Borderlands. Was it a perfect DLC? Probably not, but was it enjoyable? I wish I had Absolutely. more. Yeah. Yeah, and then honestly, that's been my main complaint for all of Borderland 3's DLCs. It just leaves you wanting quite a bit more. I don't think I wanted more out of the Love Guns and Tentacles DLC. I think that gave me everything I wanted. I feel like that was a lot more expansive. That one was good. If with this DLC, and I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys listening, but the the side quests are very short. And what Incredible. I mean, very short. I will tell you one side quest. One of them is you literally scratch someone's back. <laughs> takes about two minutes. If that. So if you find the side quest, you knock them out on the way. Yeah. It gives little reason to revisit the DLC. There's a couple of achievements you might try and hunt for. I don't, uh, uh, I haven't gone for them yet. But it's like, I, I don't find myself wanting to go back. There's no need to. I don't. Uh, yeah. The no replayability is low, but the, the first time playthrough is definitely a solid. And, but yeah. that's where the disconnect is, because obviously it's Borderlands 3, it's a looter shooter. The replayability is where you need to have your uh, your content pointed at. Right. And uh, so that's, that's my biggest gripe. Um, and I have been playing a couple of sleeper games some of you might have been sleeping on. Free. Let me tell you, it's F-R-E-E free. And it's not a free credit report. No, sir or ma'am. <laughs> Or uh, anything in between, whatever makes you feel comfortable. But I'm talking about Spellbreak and Rogue Company. Some sleepers and they're free. Yes, Rogue Company, that is by Hi-Res Studios, same people who made Smite and Paladins. They now bring you a third-person shooter where it's a duck and cover, it's high-octane, fast. And I'm surprised, but it's actually really fun. And Like I said, it is free. Then we got Spellbreak, the new Battle Royale. Yes. Get to be a wizard. A wizard and the avatar combined. Yeah. You get to be both. The wizardar. <laughs> Harry, you're Wizard- the wizardar. You're a wizardar, Harry. <laughs> I, I, I'm a what? No, really, what? What did you say? <laughs> yes, Harry. <laughs> Hogwarts was fine until the Voldemort nation attacked. Stop. <laughs> 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 that was terrible. That was bad. Oh my goodness. I have not had the fortune of getting to play Rogue Company, but I have got to play some Spellbreak, and uh, it's definitely fun. It's a good enough departure from the normal Battle Royale style that I think that it has its merits. 
Uh, I suck at it, though, and I'm not going to mince words there. I am really bad. Dude, yes. Like, I have never felt so bad at a Battle Royale in my life. Like, I go in there, and I'm getting, like, pub stomped by people. I'm like, how are you hitting anything? Like, I'm flying at, like, the speed of sound over here. And you're just like, beep, 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 and I'm out of the sky. Boom. Go. <laughs> have you ever played My Tribes Using Ascend? an electric user. Ugh. What was that? It, never have you ever played, played Tribes Ascend? No, I have not. So that's what this kind of reminds me of. It's that ridiculously, like, momentum-based, like, movement. And, like, that's that's these people that I don't understand how they're doing it, but they're just skating across the battlefield, flinging stuff left and right, and I'm hovering in midair going, stop moving. I'm trying to hit you, man. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm used to playing, like, fast-paced, like, shooters with, like, hit scan, like, mm-hmm. you know, heroes and stuff like that. And I'm normally really good at that. But this, man, everything, is, about this, yeah. everything is projectile. Like... I think except for Conduit, where you got a little bit of hit scan there. and oh, Where it's man. just easier. Yeah. Dude. Just easier. Like yeah, right. Easy mode. Yeah. I've basically we'll turned though, into an I've Earth never player. had a tighter butthole than playing. <laughs> right. I've When I'm in a 1v1, you're the last two, and you're just flinging your spells, hoping to hit them, and you're just kind of guessing. You're just like, fly, recharge. And then you choke, and then you get second place, and only person's fault is your own yeah, and then your wife leaves you and uh you know, you end up in a motel six off the highway i know and then you uh, are we still car. talking about spellbreakers no nah, man. Nah, man i'm talking about my summer vacation where you end up in like a, a freaking taxi with like christopher walken and you just like you know. oh where do you want to go <laughs> ten dollars i'll take you anywhere <laughs> I would like to go to a Foo Fighters concert, please. Oh, a Foo Fighters. <laughs> I love when they play Monkey Wrench. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Uh, man. Anyways, yeah, Spell Break. Get out there and play it because it is super free. Give it a shot. Play. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's free. You don't have to pay It's anything. also free. Just get out there. Download it. Enjoy yourself. And then be like, man... I would never make a good avatar. <laughs> Man, I'm breaking spells right now. <laughs> so talk. I had a lucid dream where I was the avatar, and it's one to this day top three favorite dreams I've ever had. Tell me more. Ooh, okay, story why. time. I want to tell you story time. So in my dream, this is when I was in the Marines. Fun fact for everyone listening: I was in the Marine Corps, okay. and I was in my barracks room in my dream. And there's these bad guys in hoods, stereotypical bad guys in hoods. Don't remember. I remember I was doing like these flip kicks and shooting like fire, like the show, like the show. And then I remember I I pushed myself into the air using my air bending. And then I did like a ground pound and then I started earth bending and I woke up having the best day of my life. I mean it. I was, I woke up. And I was like, I'm the freaking avatar. Okay. Freaking avatar. So real question. As, you, that's great. If you're in the world of the last airbender, which element do you choose? Fire. Sick. Oh man, this is the rough one, but it, mine is usually air mm. that I pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on. I think I'd probably go with air as well. It's okay though. I want to hear your reasons for for your elements. Uh, let's let's get into this. Okay, you go first. Let's hear fire. Okay, boom, lightning. Okay, okay, lightning shoots shoots lightning. Boom, flight. You can fly. I know airbenders can too. But you can only fly. No spoilers. Susan's comet, man. You leap into the void. Flight that doing anything for you, Kyle? <laughs> no, we see Azula use a little bit of flight before. Okay, so we're ass- we're assuming that you're one of the greatest benders of whatever, if you're in the world. I'm in that Boy, world. If bending I'm gonna be real, night. I don't understand. Every day. Yeah, like if you're telling me that I have the capacity to be godlike in strength just because <laughs> I won the genetic lottery, I'm bought in. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm gonna be the best damn airbender that world has ever seen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. All right. Zach, why why we why are you choosing air? Uh simply for one reason, and that's that, that floaty donut thing that Aang does. 
That's all you gotta do. That's yes. all you gotta do. The rosin shuriken, of course. Yeah. No, but like, uh, in all honesty, it's 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 probably one of the more peaceful of the options, and that's not just because obviously they're monks or nomads. Um, I'm not big on violence, like in like IRL, so I'd probably go with them. They seem more chill, and uh, being able to zoop around on little air balls seems pretty legit. Not gonna lie. Yeah, because so air is my first choice, but earth is a very, very close second. Yeah, earth is my second as well. Man, I could landscape my house so well if I was. I could just make a house, dude. I can make a pool. I can make a house. Like, I I mean, have you seen on YouTube? You could do that in like twenty-four hours. Um, I've seen them do it. Yeah, and then the cities at your door being like, "Yo, why are you digging a big hole in your backyard? (laughs) You've busted three water (laughs) lines already." Homeowners association doesn't take too kindly to those things. (laughs) You don't have a permit, my guy. You knew I was an earthbender before I came in here. How dare you? You knew what I was about. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, no, air, air. Kind of with you, just because like I feel like it has a lot of applications, and I was really just trying to think like practical. Like I can't do much with fire. I might be able to survive. Like if I'm like out in the wild, like you kill some animals, you can cook them up. You You can be pretty stable, always. Yeah, but dude, if you're air, man, like you just. You just do air things, like fly. Just float the remote on over to you. Yeah, if you're like, man, I'm stuck on this really high cliff with nowhere to go, jump off, man. You're an airbender. Guess I'll fly. Guess I'll fly. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. My girlfriend turned into the moon. That's rough, buddy. That's rough, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Zuko here. All right, all right. Well, before we close out, we have one little extra section here and that is going to be if we have any recommendations for anybody what are you watching what are you listening to is there anything new and awesome out there in the world that people need to be experiencing right now the boys i cannot i cannot express the boys enough season one was fantastic i've been watching the boys um that's recently uh i've also been watching ratchet with uh the wife that is based on the novel of the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest um which is also a movie in the 1970s i thought you said ratchet and i thought it was going to be like a cardi b documentary or something like that (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) i've also been watching the legend of korra a couple months ago smite had a crossover with avatar so I started to rewatch uh, the Avatar and the Legend of Korra. So that's basically what I've been. Well, I haven't seen any movies. Uh, and as far as music, I've been listening to a lot of Anne Berlin. Really, I'm a big oh, fan of Anne Berlin. Anne Berlin, dude, uh, I want you to be my last kind of first kiss. That music. Yeah. What about you guys? What, what are you guys watching and listening to? Um, so for my recommendations, music-wise, uh, I've just been really digging Raleigh Ritchie lately. Which, for those who don't know, is Grey Worm from Game of Thrones. Amazing, amazing artist. So um, And then my game recommendation would be Wasteland 3, which uh, probably never heard of because it's not anything I ever heard of until I played it, but it's on the Game Pass. Uh, and if you like XCOM or any games that are in the style of XCOM, it's going to be something that's right up your alley. It's something I'm super enjoying right now. Isn't that what's awesome about Game Pass is you can just find these like hidden gems and not have to pay anything for it and just be like, man, like I really want to try that. And then yeah. you try it and you're like, oh, holy crap, this is awesome. And inversely, there's no, like, feels bad when it's like, oh, man, that sucked. Sure wish I didn't spend $60 on it. Anthem. I, mean, ah, I was going to say Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I enjoyed that game. Hey, it, wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. There was, I know. There's tens I, of you out there. I, I, tens. Tens. <laughs> Hey, there's someone listening to this still in the queue for matchmaking. I'm there with you, buddy. We're just waiting on those other two. No. No, I, I, enjoy, I, I, it's been a few years. I don't know how long. I think it's been almost. It's I think been it's maybe now. been a year. I think it came out in 2019. Wow. That's how completely unimportant it was to our lives. Okay, before I get into my recommendations, do you think they'll ever like do like a remake of Anthem, like Anthem, and call it Anthem Redemption? Because I want I'm to doing do uh, Anthem 2.0. They're they are doing an overhaul right if now. You don't as get an speak, electric boogaloo, then you know I don't want it. <laughs> um, I, I follow the uh, was the CEO of Bioware, and they're doing a faction system. They're redoing the whole looting thing. They're changing the way how you can outfit your uh. 
the suit. They're basically overhauling the whole game. Right now, you could still play the game. Uh, but from what I've heard, there's like a new pirate-like type faction that you can go against. Um, and they showed some of the armors. Looks pretty cool, but they don't have a release date. I think they're going to keep their cards close to their chest, as they should. Because, let's be honest, Anthem had a very rough release, and then a very rough couple of months after release. It was, yeah, the idea was fun. It was so everything around it. Implementation yeah. was poor at best. And we can blame the, the big wigs for yeah. both EA and Bioware because yeah. that game is only development for, I want to say, a year and a half. Yeah. You know, maybe if and they no, were smaller we wigs. <laughs> you know what? That's got to be it. It's got to be, be the so wigs. Hopefully they'll have a Battlefront 2 style, you know, redemption arc. Or, Battlefront or a No Man's Sky. That's my comfort behind win. You know, I'm rooting for them because I wanted the game to be good. But you know, so let's get let's get your uh, recommendations there, Cody. Yeah, yeah. So shows I I too am watching the boys, and whew, man, it is good. This season is killer. I'm all caught up on the season so far, and it has, whew, man, I am thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, that being said, I agree uh, that Homelander or the actor who plays Homelander, Anthony, does a Sorry, really good job. Is that his name? Dick. Dude, he's one. He he better win. He better win a award because I feel so on edge every time he's on screen. Like I've never seen him. someone play like an unstable psychopath so well, and it's yeah. amazing. Oh my goodness, he's so it's good. the, the acting all together. Like Keith Urban. By the way, if you guys are watching The Boys and you recognize uh, Billy Butcher and you don't Urban? know from where, yeah, that's his name, Urban. Keith Urban. Oh, oh. Keith oh, Urban. Like, oh, that's the country singer. Country singer? <laughs> <laughs> I got a brain. That's Garth Brooks. Carl know, Urban. It's all the same. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, I'm going to get roasted on that. Oh, man. And he but raped my wife. Carl Urban. Oh, he was one of those God. guys like you recognize, and he's in everything. He's in Thor. He's in Lord of the Rings. He's in Star Trek. He's in literally everything. He's, he's in my house everywhere. right now. <laughs> right now. Probably, dude. Uh, I can't believe I said Keith Urban. I don't even listen to that guy. <laughs> My wife yeah, actually, no, Keith, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You know what? Actually, let's let's go to music because I, as an avid country hater, have started listening to country. And let me tell you, it, most people could be like, we know who that is, but I'm recommending it anyways. That is Tyler Childers. This dude is insane. He's so I freaking talented. Look him up. I haven't seen him yet. Insanely talented. If you do listen to like Feathered Indians or Lady May, like those are the two songs I like. That's it. Also, showed me Lady May. And then I branched off of him. Good. And I, I back up that uh, recommendation. Dude, he's so good. And also, if you like him, or if you like old Johnny Cash, like when Johnny Cash became old and he sang Hurt, there's this other guy named Coulter Wall who sounds just like old Johnny Cash. And he has a song called The Devil Ooh. Wears a Suit and Tie. And it's so freaking good. That sounds like a Johnny Cash song. Dude, I... It real. I was like, "What the heck?" Like this guy, and like he looks young. Like he looks super young. And then you like hear him sing. You're like, "Are you right. a seventy five year old man trapped in a twenty year old's body?" <laughs> yeah, got reincarnated, dude. He's really, really good. Highly Pretty quick. It. So get out there. Since we're talking about country, uh, I recommend my eighth cousin, Merle Haggard. Uh, <laughs> not where I thought this was going. Case, Jesus Merle. Christ. <laughs> Like, man, I know if you're from the boonies, but dang. Oh, also, <laughs> one, one more recommendation. Uh, podcast, because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, is uh, and there's like a million Office fans out there, so I know one of you are already listening to this, but uh, let's see. Uh, Brian Bob Gardner, the guy who plays Kevin in The Office, has a podcast called An Oral History of The Office, and it is one of the most well-produced, entertaining podcasts that has ever existed. Highly, highly recommend it. Go listen to it. Who's Kevin? What? Kevin, he dropped the chili, man. Yeah, man. Okay, thank you. I remember Kevin. (laughs) Okay, he plays the drums. Yeah, Yeah, he does play the drums. Yeah, that's Kevin. He's so good and super talented. And his podcast is next level. Highly, highly recommend it. 
Anyways, you boys got any parting words before we get out of here? Because we are right at an hour. Let me cut this baby off. Oh, thank you guys so much for listening in, hanging out with us while we uh, shoot our stuff. Right, right. So, yeah, thank you guys for the first ever Space Cracking podcast. Be looking for more, be looking for YouTube videos. Uh, We'll be at Space Cracking Gaming on YouTube and um, working on our social media. So, hang out and uh, we'll be there. Until next time. Adios, guys. We love you. Peace. Toodles. Toodles.